Little luxuries, big downloads. I'm Georgia Fitzpatrick, and this is the Dying to Ask podcast. And holy podcast stats, friends. I really appreciate the response to our 200th episode about little luxuries. Edie Lambert co-hosted with me, and we were both really touched by all the people who reached out to us to say that the show resonated with them. And it really got people thinking about little luxuries. That's so awesome. So if you haven't listened yet, it's number 200, so the episode before this one. And it's about how big an impact a small luxury can have in your day. So it could be something, for Edie, it was something as simple as using the good stationery rather than just leaving it in a drawer. For me, it's putting my fizzy water into a fancy glass with like a little twist of lime because it feels like a cocktail even though it's really not. It could be burning those gift candles instead of leaving them out to collect dust. And you guys are burning candles like it's your only source of light. And I think it might be because of this excerpt that we aired on TV. There was one day she had almost no energy, but she went into her linen closet and she pulled out the good towels. She pulled out the good towels. She was like, use the towels. And um, I I put that with kind of the notebooks and the pens. um, Don't save them, like use them. Write on the stationery, use the fancy notebook. Um, The candle, burn the candle. Burn the candle, thank you. Burn the candle. I feel like that should be on a bumper sticker. I ran into uh, Ashley Zavala. She's our amazing political reporter at KCRA. And she told me that her mother saw that on TV and called her just a couple of minutes later to say, I'm burning my candle. Hopefully, Ashley knew what she was talking about. Otherwise, I'd be an odd call to get. But go Ashley's mom. I think that's fantastic. So keep burning your candles and keep your suggestions for little luxuries coming. I have loved the pictures that people have been posting on my Facebook page. And I've actually stashed a few of your little luxuries away so I can try them myself. Or so maybe we can highlight them in a future episode of Dying to Ask. Because I feel like we might need to come back and revisit this topic. Now, before I get to this week's topic, one of my little luxuries is doing a deep dive in a new podcast and it kind of gives me the same feeling that I used to have when a kid would move onto my street and you become fast friends and you just want to spend all your time together and that's kind of what I did with a new podcast and this one I learned about from my friend Rebecca Lowe she had recommended this podcast called Scamanda it's eight episodes investigative journalism and it's about this Bay Area woman who faked having cancer for years It went to court in the pandemic, which is why I'm thinking I have zero memory of this, because I would think this would have caught my attention, considering I do news every day. But I don't remember covering the case of Amanda Riley. And so maybe because of that, listening to this podcast was utterly fascinating. So if you are looking for something to download, it's called Scamanda. I couldn't turn this off. The episodes are anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes, and they're even doing some bonus episodes because it's been really, really popular, and you'll find it in all those normal podcasty places. Scamanda is what it's called. So let me know what you think, and you know what I'll do? I'll put a a link to the show in the show notes for this episode to make it even easier for you to find it. Okay, now we go back to our scam-free Dying to Ask podcast. Today, we have hit the halfway point for 2023. So we're already into the first part of the July as I'm recording this. And I have started seeing all these articles popping up on my feeds about New Year's resolutions, like doing the check-in. How's your New Year's resolution doing? Do you even remember yours? Most people probably don't at this point. I kind of do. I had yoga on my list. Hasn't happened. Then I started getting emails from my kid's school about the upcoming school year. 
which of course they start sending that stuff at the beginning of July. And I thought, you know what? Instead of evaluating how we're doing on these 2023 New Year's goals, what we should be doing right now is we should be hitting a reset. Like we should just kind of do a start over because there are all these other things that are actually starting fresh in our lives, if you think about it. So today, I'm going to give you three reasons why a mid-year reset actually makes a lot of sense for whatever you're trying to do more of or less of. This is the Dying to Ask Podcast. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. For those of you who did the New Year's resolution thing, let me lay a little data on you. And these numbers never really change because I feel like I see them year after year. So by February, 80% of us who made a resolution or a goal for a year are already off the wagon. And a lot of people don't even make it to February. So I had a couple of goals this year. One of them was to do more yoga. And by more, I meant some. Did not happen. I had two others I've done a little bit better on. One of them was to say yes more because I felt like the pandemic was like the years of saying no to pretty much everything. So I just want to really say yes as much as I possibly can. So to invites to parties, to trips, to experiences. So if you invite me to a party, I will probably Irish exit it, full disclosure. (laughs) I'm going to get out early. But if I'm in town and I can go, I will totally show up. I want to say yes. The second goal that I had was to, that I've done well on anyway, was to try to sleep more. And I've done a little bit better with that during the week, which is great. Now, the second bit of data that I think is interesting about this, if 80% of people are off the wagon by February with a goal or a resolution, the second bit of data that's kind of interesting is that only 8 to 9% of people who make a goal or a resolution on New Year's Day actually follow through on that resolution for a full year, 8 to 9%. So roughly 1 in 10 or just under that, which would make it like part of a person, which is weird. But it's not very high, 1 in 10 actually are able to follow through on that. So if you've made it to the halfway point in this year and you don't like your scorecard, you have a lot of company. But that's why a mid-year reset could be perfect. So I've got three reasons for that. Some of them are data-backed and some of them are just kind of personal observation. But the first one is it's summertime. And there have been a lot of surveys that have been done that show we are naturally more optimistic in the summer. So it's bright, it's warm, and if your resolution is to work on your health, so to lose weight, to exercise more, and most of the goals are, in fact, it's the number one goal, it's obviously way easier to get outside and move your body if it's not dark and cold and depressing like it is in much of the country on January 1st. So gym owners and personal trainers they really should be doing a summer reset on July 1st, as I think about it, right? Like, you should welcome back all those people who bailed out in February and see if you can get them to restart their memberships. I'm going to give you that one for free. But I feel like a summer reset makes a lot of sense. 
So reason number one, it's summer. Embrace it. We're happier in the summer. Now, the second reason is that July is a natural calendar reset for a lot of people. So if you're in business, fiscal year and the calendar year don't match up. So you might be starting your fiscal year on July 1st. So you've already got in part of your life a natural reset. If you have school-age kids, most schools these days start in August. So those emails that I was talking about earlier start coming to you from the schools in July to give you the heads up on what's on the way, or in my case, to do the countdown to the happy dance when the kids go back to school. And that's why you see things in office stores like academic planners and calendars. So they're not just for teachers, they're for families, and they can be for anyone. So if your kids are doing a little reset on their academic life, maybe that's a good time for you to hit the reset. And plus, like, the family's schedules start to change again. So bottom line, if you're already making a fresh start in other aspects of your life, why not let the calendar work for you to try to trigger some positive changes in your personal life? So reason number one, it's summer. We're happier in summer. Second one is we've got the natural calendar reset for a lot of us in other parts of our lives. And then the third reason is summertime sometimes just gives you a little bit more time to think, do a little daydreaming. So one thing I've always thought was kind of tough about having a January 1st resolution or goal and to do something daunting. I've always thought, like, that, what a daunting day to start that challenge. Because think about it. It comes after two holiday weeks that, depending on your home situation, could be daunting or challenging themselves. Holidays are stressful, right? And then what do we do? We set ourselves up on January 1st, and a lot of us try to give something up that's bad for us. Or we try to do something hard that we know will be good for us that's just as challenging. And then... The sun sets at 4.45 and it's cold and like, of course we fail. How could you not, right? And we kind of stack it against ourselves in a lot of ways. But in summer, hopefully you have a slower pace of life, at least a little bit. I know for me, just not having to worry about, you know, rushing out the door to do school pickup is kind of helpful. Now, the flip of that is I'm never alone in my house anymore. I hate that. (laughs) Honestly, I really do. But I do like that there is just a a more of a chill mode, which is good. So maybe you even have some time off. Even if you're not going on a big vacation, maybe you just have a little bit of downtime where you can regain your bandwidth in the nice warm summer sun. And maybe you can just think a little bit and then actually commit to a goal or a change. And maybe by starting from a slower place, maybe then you fare a little bit better with your follow through. And if you don't, Wait six months, and you can do that New Year's thing again. Thank you for listening to this week's Dying to Ask podcast, and to Mary Amdez for this great review that she put on Apple Podcasts this week. She wrote, I always learn something from Deirdre's Dying to Ask podcast, and she provides great tips on all kinds of topics. Time goes by so quickly while listening. Great for a walk around the park when I'm not with a friend. The variety of topics keeps me coming back for more. Okay, that is like as good as it gets, Mary, and I love that the show is filling that gap when you don't have a pal to walk around with. Seriously, it's a huge compliment. And thanks for letting me keep you company. Please share this episode with a friend. Leave a review, just like Mary did. Or reach out to me on social media. I'm on Facebook, if you're still there. And you can find me at KCRE Deirdre. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's way more fun over there. And you'll find me at Run, Read, Sip. See you next time, friends. I'm dying to ask.